You are about to listen to Emeka Ezra, the lead steward at Fortier Network International. He envisions all men saved and mature, Christ Jesus. Be stirred as you listen. As a Bible student, whenever you want to start um, a study, yeah, whenever you want to start a study, especially requires um corroboration when i what do i mean corroboration especially when uh it's a topical study like um faith or like uh water baptism right we want to make sure that every place right we want to make sure that every place that talks about this topic is saying the same thing or we want to look at what it is saying Rather, we want to look at what every place in the Bible says about this. Listen to me. So we are talking about water baptism, and we we look at we, we see its origin from um, we see its origin from where from the gospels, right? And what we do is we study everywhere in the gospel, especially from its originator especially from its originator. So we want to know its originator and why did the originator do such, um, um, carry out such rituals, in quotes. Well, its originator carry out such rituals, in quotes. So we're going to look at Mark, sorry, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So because we are looking at what baptism, we are, we are going to look at John the Baptist, right? Because he was the one that started baptizing with water. He's... If you can hear me, I want to get a piece. I can hear you, please, because I just I, I really want to know if I'm having I'm still having issues connecting with you guys. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can uh, Michael? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Okay, wonderful. So um, I want to go Matthew chapter three. First, like I said, right, whenever you want to start um, a story like this, right, corroboration is very important. So you want to look at Matthew, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You want to, what are all of these people saying? What is the story of John about? How did John come about, right? Let, let, let's look at, um, I, we are not going, to, we're not going to be reading everything, right, because of time, but we are going to be reading the good parts, which I want you guys to touch in your own, but I, I, I want you to have questions, right? Let's look at Matthew chapter 3. That is where the story of John starts. Uh, you see, the only book, the only gospel, right? The only gospel, uh, the only gospel that gave the account of John Baptist in, gave the account of John Baptist explicitly explicitly oh my god english that actually gave us a complete account of um john the baptist story was luke but then we cannot only look at luke's account look at everybody's accounts you know because when it comes to corroboration or when it comes to an account let me give you an example let's say for example in on the road maybe on the road in Lagos, in Lagos State, there was an accident, and there were five people in that in that scene that witnessed the accident, right? Five people in different places, and now an investigator comes, and when the investigator comes to uh, investigate what really happened, right? The investigator comes one month later, right? What happens there is if when the investigator starts asking everybody. Right, he starts asking everybody, uh, all five uh, witnesses of the accident. We find we find out that right, all five witnesses of the accident witnessed the accident at different um, perspective. So let's say you ask uh, what's his name, you ask um, witness one, maybe witness one's name is Matthew. And Matthew said, ah, sir, I was at the front when I saw a car coming from my back. The car was horny. The car was, 
was pressing it, the car, it was pressing his car and it hit, it actually um, collided with the tree and that was how the accident happened. You see, when he now goes to witness B, let's say witness B is a uh, Mark and he asks Mark, he, the, the investigator asks Mark, Mark, what happened in the accident? Mark will be like, sir, the car was actually coming um, at 100 kilometers per hour. Are you seeing the difference in um, the difference in narration? It's coming at, at uh, 100 kilometers per hour, and because it's coming at 100 kilometers per hour, it was not able to um, stop for uh, its. Maybe there was something the car could able to break or not good. It slipped and it hit the car. Now this is the same thing that's going to happen for every witness because every witness witnessed the accident at different points, and this is the same thing that is happening here. This is the same thing that's happening here in Matthew, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and so for us to study water baptism as a typology, we need to study. There are different accounts. Now let's go to Matthew chapter three. Matthew chapter three actually um, the whole of Matthew chapter three talks about the um, John the Baptist, right? And this is how it starts. It says, "In those days, that is from one, from chapter one, from verse one." Sorry, Matthew chapter three, from verse one. It says, "In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began to preach his message, and this message." It's to repent of your sin and turn to God. For the kingdom of God is near. Now, this is a prophecy about, listen to me, this is a prophecy about um, John the Baptist. And this is the prophecy that Isaiah told about John the Baptist. The prophecy is this, um, that he is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. So, what uh, Matthew was saying here, apart from the, from the I don't know John actually, apart from the rest, in summary, Matthew was saying that John the Baptist was actually a prophet that was actually prophesied about. Elijah prophesied about the coming of John the Baptist. In that John the Baptist was going to um, prophesy, um, he was going to be a voice coming out from the wilderness, which he was. More part of John the Baptist's training was in the wilderness by the Lord, right? And he was a voice that, um, so far, let me use that word because I'm going to use that word to explain something. He was a voice that so far the, 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 the coming of Jesus, right? Let's jump to um, 11. Let's jump to verse 11. Now, this is the Baptist talking. John the Baptist says, I baptize with water. Those who was those who repent of their sin and turn to God. Sorry, I baptize with water. Those who repent of their sin and turn to God. He said, "But some coming soon who is greater than I am." Now he's talking about Jesus, and he says, "So much greater than I am." Sorry, so much greater that I am not even worthy to be saved. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, he said, he's ready to separate the child and the wheat, and he will be talking about Jesus. And verse 13 to verse 16 reads how he baptizes Jesus. And as he was baptizing Jesus, there was a voice from heaven that confirmed that Jesus was the Son of God, that God is well pleased him. Now, let's jump to Mark. Please, I want you guys to be flipping your Bibles with me because we have we don't have time. Let's jump to Mark, Mark chapter 1. And as our Bibles, I just want to tell you, um, this uh, study is very important because there has been a lot of arguments, if you've been on Twitter um, recently about water baptism, right? Is it necessary for salvation? People... Um, and baptized with God, and to the surface, it might look as if it's very clear, very easy, but then we need to study it. So, Mark chapter 1 from verse 1 to 7, and this is Mark also is giving an account of John the Baptist, and 
he this is how he starts he says this is the good news about jesus the messiah the son of god and verse 2 said just as the prophet isaiah prophesied now isaiah prophesied this in isaiah chapter 40 verse 3 in isaiah chapter 40 verse 3 um no yeah, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, actually, he prophesied this. He says, look, I'm sending a messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. He's a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. I'm going to explain this thing to you. Now, you will now go further and we now see um, in verse 7, go to verse 7 of chapter 1 of Mark, and he says, John is announced. John says, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, much greater that I am not even worthy to stoop down like a slave to untie his straps of his sandal. I will I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, there's something I want to, there's something I want to um, play with here. There's something, not, there's something I want to explain here. Now, we see in Matthew, Matthew says, I baptize with water, but he who comes baptizes with the Holy Spirit with fire. Now, Mark here says, I baptize you with water, but he who comes baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people I have seen have misunderstood that statement. And I've said, oh, um Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the of fire are two different things, which is not true, which is in, which is an incorrect, which is an incorrect interpretation of scripture. Holy Spirit and fire is, is one. That is actually a play on grammar, it's actually a play on words. So it's like um Jesus saying, I am the truth and I, I am the life. So you will say, oh, Jesus actually the truth and separating his life. No, he was actually talking about one thing. He was actually talking about himself. It's the same thing saying, I will baptize with the Holy Spirit and I will baptize with fire. The Holy Spirit there is, it will, you are just using synonyms to explain one person, one thing there. Right? So, but now that, that is actually by the side. So we have seen two places where um, John the Baptist was prophesied about right john the baptist was prophesied and they say that he's a he's, this guy is coming he's shouting the wilderness and he's shouting prepare ye the way of the lord clear the road for him and i'm going to say something but i'm going to explain it later in in um i think i'm going to be explaining it in um luke chapter 7 i'm going to be explaining what i'm, what I'm going to say now in luke chapter 7 this is what it means so john John was meant to be the butler of the king. Listen to me very well. John is the butler of the king. So let me explain it. And, and this is the reason why I'm using the word butler. So if you are conversant with um, monarchy or the United Kingdom monarchy, right? Even though any monarchy has this hard butlers, but if you are conversant with monarchy, whenever a royalty or whenever a, a royal person, um, person is coming into um, a place, there is always an announcement. Are you listening to me? There is always an announcement. So you now see somebody, a butler, most of the time, or you call it probably a man in waiting, and you say, uh, let me just use something very casual. You say presenting uh, the King of Wales or the Prince of Wales, right? He, he, he is said to be arriving at 5 p.m. or he's at the door as we speak. And the person will now walk in. Are you listening to me? Now, this is the same thing that, was, that happened. Now, as Jesus was prophesied to be coming, his butler was also prophesied to be coming. John is 
John is the butler of the king. John is the person that announced the coming of the king. He's the closest, he's the closest announcer of the king in the world. I don't know if people understand what I'm saying or you're hearing me. Are you hearing me or am I breaking? Okay. Am I breaking? Okay. So, like I'm saying, like I said, right, um, John is the butler of the king. And, and I hope you understand what I mean by butler, right? I hope you understand what I mean by, you know, all of these um, royal movies, royal, probably you watch it, you watch it in a movie, right? When a king is coming, it's always someone to announce him. And that is who John is. John is not just any announcer. He's not a, an announcer of a man of of, of, a, of an of a, of a ordinary man of God. John was the announcer of God in flesh. So that was why also John had to be prophesied. Now I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain that. Please. Okay. You know what? You know what? Um, let's go to Luke. Like I said, right? Luke explains the origin of John very well. <laughs> Let's 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 um look. Let's go to Luke chapter one. Luke chapter one, and we see in Luke chapter one, right? We see the origin or how everything started. We see how John John was conceived in the sense that John also was prophesied. An angel appeared to John's father in the temple, and because of his disbelief. He's, he was made dumb for a while. Right? He was made dumb for a while. And not only was he made dumb for a while, when he was born, he started talking again. But when immediately he started talking, immediately he started talking, right? Something happened that I want us to that I want us to uh, note. You know, his name is Zachariah, the father of, of John. So let's go to um, Luke chapter 1. Let's open from verse, verses, um, let's start from verse 67. Open your Bible to verse 67. Verse 67. I hope you're there. So um, verse 67 says, this is after uh, he saw the son, the, the child has been born, and um, the Bible says, verse 7 says, Then his father Zachariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Right? He gave this prophecy. And let's jump, let's jump, let's jump to. <laughs> he gave a prophecy about Jesus. Right? But let's jump to 76. Like I told you, you need to read the whole of the Gospels for you to understand the stories from different perspectives of these writers. So, um, Let's jump to 76. 76 says, And you, my little son, he's talking to John, you will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way of the Lord. You will tell his people how to find, find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of, the, of God's tender mercy, the morning light of the heaven is about to break upon us now. That's not really the point of, of anything. Now look at the point. Look at that verse 76. He said, you will be called the prophet of the Most High. You are, he says, because you will prepare the way of the Lord. Now, this is a prophecy that John's father, Zachariah, gave him, right? Or gave or spoke out. Right, that John is actually going to prepare the way of the Lord. Meaning that, like I like I told you, supporting what I just said, John is the butler of the Lord, meaning he is the prophet of the most high, he's the one that announces the Lord's coming on earth. He announced the Lord's coming on earth. The, fe- the, the Lord's first coming on earth. Now let's let's go to um let's go to um that same look, same look chapter th- chapter chapter three. Three. Please, I hope you're there. Please, I, I, I really want to know you're there and you're not just um, listening to me to read it all out. I actually want you people to be able to understand what I'm saying because this is actually a very serious typology to explain because a lot of people do not understand it. 
a lot of people don't understand why why it is a typology and um, why it is not necessary for salvation, right? So, are you listening to me, everyone? Yes. So, um, Luke chapter 3 from verse 1, but then we are going to jump, actually, we are going to jump to verse 4, right? We are going to jump. Okay, let's see. Let's, let's start from verse 3. Luke chapter 3 from verse 3. He said, then John went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan River, preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sin and turned to God to be forgiven. Right? Now, Isaiah had spoken to John when he said, had spoken of, of John. Listen to me. Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, he is the voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. The valleys are, sorry, the valleys will be filled and the mountain and the hill will be leveled. The, the, the curves will be straight, the rough path made smooth and the people will see the salvation sent from the Lord. So are you seeing? <laughs> I'm about to explain something to you. So, John was not only um, the bottler of the Lord. I mean, he is the bottler of the Lord, but he was not only that was not only the use of the bottler of the Lord or the prophet of the Lord. He was actually the one to say, hey, this is Messiah. So he was actually the one to point to the Messiah and say, ah, this is the person you know, follow him. Right? He's the one to show people salvation. Like he will show, and what when they mean by he's the one to show people salvation, Jesus was the salvation, or Jesus is the salvation. So John was just a sign. Remember when I told you typologies, typology are shadows and that point to Christ. Now, John was a sign to point to Christ to say, Hey, this guy is the this guy is the um Messiah, this guy, this guy is actually the um, the guy that's actually going to save us. This guy, this person is actually, I'm saying guy, see me, see me, see me, see problem. This deity, God, Jesus is actually going to save us. Let's open to John. This is going to be one of the last scriptures, right? Before I begin to discuss in length. Um, John chapter 1. Let's open, let's all open to John chapter 1. Before we open to Luke, let's open to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 15. This is actually very interesting. John chapter 1, starting from verses 15. Right? John chapter 1, starting from verses 15. Now, this is the account, the gospel according to John. Not John the Baptist, but John. That is John's disciple. But here, he's talking about John the Baptist. And he says... John testified about him, talking about John the Baptist, when he shouted to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, right? For he existed long before me. Now, verse 16 says, from his abundance, we will all receive one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart who has revealed God to us. Now, this is not even the interesting part. We are going to the interesting part now. Verse 19. Verse 19 says, this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, who are you? They came to ask John, who are you? He came right out to say, I am not the Messiah. This is John saying, I'm not the Messiah. Then I asked them, well, then who are you? They asked, are you Elijah? He replied, no, I'm not Elijah. Are you the prophet we are expecting? He said, no, I'm not. Verse 22 says, they now asked him, then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. Who are you? Sorry, what, what? Sorry, what do you say 
about yourself. When John, John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, he now says, I am the voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way of the Lord. Then the Pharisees who had been sent asked him, if you are not the Messiah or Elijah prophet, what rights do you have to baptize? Now, I want you to understand something. They are asking John here, if you're not the Messiah, what right do you have to baptize? There is, there is a significance to that question because one of the um, one of the representations of baptism is repent, repentance of sin. Are you listening to me? One of the representation or the what um, baptism actually means, right, or was pointing to was forgiveness or repentance of sin, that a man has changed his mind. That's what repentance means. It's called metanoia, that a man has changed his mind. But so they asked him, who are you? Like, who are you to baptize if you're not the Messiah? And this is what John said. John told them, I baptize with water. But right here in the crowd is someone. Look at look at that. I want you guys to look at that. He said, right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize. Though his ministry follows mine. He's talking about Jesus. He says, I am not worthy to be his slave or untie the straps of his sandal. Now, um, verse 29 says, the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him. And said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's the one, verse 30 says, he's the one I was talking about when I said, a man is coming after me who is far greater than I am. For he existed long before me. I did not recognize him. Look at, I want you to look at verse 31 very well. He said, I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptized, but I have been baptizing with water. So that, I, so that he may be revealed to Israel. Then John said, I saw the Holy Spirit descend like a dove and rested upon him. He says, I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who you baptize. Who, sorry, is the one who will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify he's the chosen one of God. Now, oh, we've come to a very, we've come to the climax of everything. Right? I don't even know whether I'll be able to finish this um, water baptism, but then we have actually come to a very important part. Now, now from verse 31 here, right? The end that is to 35. We can see the reason why John was baptizing with water. He said here that he was told by God that he was told by God to baptize with water. That as he's baptizing with water, he would see someone that the Holy Spirit would descend on, and that is the chosen one of God that will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now, are you seeing that there was a reason for John baptizing with water? And that reason was not just merely for the repentance of men's sin. It was actually for him to recognize the Messiah. You guys are not not responding. I don't know if you are following me. I don't know if if you understand what I'm saying. This is actually very difficult for me to um, do. Are you understanding? Are you following me? Yes, we're with you. With you. Michael, are you with me? Yes. Yes, yes. Moses, are, are you with me? Adebola, are you with me? Gideon, are you, are you with me? Yes, yes. Do you understand what I'm saying here? We see from scripture where we just read the reason why John was actually baptizing with water in John. In the gospel according to John. The reason was because God told him the way you will know the person is when he is baptized with water, the Holy Spirit would descend upon him. 
and you will know. The Holy Spirit will descend upon him and you will know him. And that is why he was um that is why he was baptizing with water. And that is why Jesus had to be baptized with water because the prophet of the most high God had to point him out as the Messiah. The prophet of the most high God had to point him out as the Messiah. If you read down to 35, you see that the next day, right, John, the Bible says, John was standing with two of the disciples. Jesus walked by, John looked, back, John looked at him and declared, look, that is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Are you now seeing the reason why um, John had to baptize with water? Because he had to um, testify that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the Lamb of God, that he is the Messiah. Because, like I said, John is the bottler of God. John is the bottler of God. Like he is the prophet of the Most High God. Let's open to the last. Let's open to the um, last um, scripture, right? Then we begin to discuss. Um, I think we will discuss and we'll also discuss next week. But let's open to Luke chapter seven. Luke chapter seven. I want to. Um, what does Jesus say about John the Baptist? Let, let, let's let's hear what John, Jesus says about John the Baptist. John chapter seven from verse eighteen to twenty-eight. from verse 18 right so um i'm going to give a back story so that i don't take a lot of time so this is this um this was a scene happening right jesus was with a crowd but then some people came to meet him john's disciples came to meet him right and they said our master sent us to you sir to ask you if you are truly the son of God. And there's a reason why this happened. You see, John, ha- John was arrested by um, Herod because at that time, John was actively um, preaching against Herod. So Herod arrested John and he was about to kill John. And you see, also at that time, a lot of people believed that the Messiah was going to be a political figure in the sense that he was going to come and take the throne from Herod and free Israel out of the grip of the Roman Empire. Right? That was what a lot of them were thinking, and also John. But then, because of John, because John was having a hard time, John was in prison, John sent his disciples, and his disciples came to ask Jesus, are you the Messiah? And the Bible says, at that very time, Jesus healed the blind, healed the, um, lame, the lame person, cured the leprous, the deaf, the head, and preached to the poor. And he now looked at John's disciples and said, you see all of these things you've seen? Go back and tell John about it. Right? I think he said, he, he, he um, said that in verse 24. After John's disciples left, Jesus began to talk about him to the crowds. And he also, I mean, should we read, should we read everything again? That's that's my question. Right. So he said, What kind of man do you go to the wilderness to see? Right? Was he a weak read? Right? He was talking about John. That is not I, I want to point out the, the important part. Uh, of his talk about, I mean, he Jesus even talked about Isaiah's prophecy of John, right? I think in verse, verse 27, he says, John is the man to whom the scriptures refer when they say, Look, I am sending a messenger ahead of you that will prepare your way before you. Now, verse 28 says, I tell you, of all who have ever lived, no one is greater than John. Now, I want to explain this scripture. Now, he's talking about John the Baptist. He says, yes, even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. Now, Jesus is talking about John, and he's saying that of all who have ever lived, that is 
according to the old testament john is greater than them now the question is why is john greater than them sir this is the reason why john is greater than them because like i said john is the prophet of the most high god john is the closest person john is the announcer of the king on earth that is why he's greater than elijah that is why he's greater than isaiah that is why he's greater than moses because even though moses um even though david even though isaiah even though elijah prophesied about jesus or yeah prophesied about jesus and the salvation that was coming to israel they were never the announcer and the butlers of the lord do you understand what i'm trying to say everyone they were never the announcer of the bottle of the Lord. I'm stretching this too far. I'm like because of time. Um, I'm I'm looking for I'm looking for the most important things to see so that I see the most important things. Now, water baptism. Right? What is really water baptism? Now we see the reason why water baptism started in the first place. Right? First, one of the reasons for water baptism was so that they were, John will be able to identify the Messiah. We just saw that in John. Right? We just saw that in John. Number two, right? John was saying, those of you that have changed your mind, because we cannot, if we look at the ministry of John intricately, we see that John baptized uh, people that came that came out to say, hey, I have repented of my sin, right? I don't, I no longer want to steal. So the action John would take would be baptize them in water, right? The action John would take would be to baptize them in water. But he said that Jesus is coming that will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now, the question is here. The question now is posed now that did baptism, did John baptism save them? Make them saved. Like, did John baptism make them believers, make them Christians? That is the question. That is the question. Now, I mean, I, I don't, I, obviously, I, I don't have to answer this question. I, I have explained salvation to you people, right? You can go up and go and listen to it. Salvation is by believing that Christ has forgiven your sins. I mean, that he died, he rose up, and he ascended, like, for, for, for the forgiveness of your sin. By believing in Christ, you are forgiven, right? I don't need to go around that discussion anymore. Like, I, me going around that discussion is, is eating into my time. But we, we understand that salvation is by belief in christ and christ alone is by believing alone the only requirement for salvation is believing right the only requirement for salvation is believing now i want to ask you a question please i want to ask you a question please am i giving the am i giving the um are you can, can you people give me permission to take extra 10 minutes of your time after 10 o'clock or to explain to answer your questions Can I get 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 a yes? It's fine by me. It's, it's fine by me. Okay. Um I, I mean if 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 you are not if you're tired or you have questions, you can ask me a question now actually. Or you can wait, you after because this is actually recording. The recording is going to be available with that people. So this is what I'm saying, right? We see John the Baptist, right? And we see that uh, he, the, reason, the, the reason why he was attacking people was because he wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to recognize Jesus because that was what God told him. Let me give an example. The two men, the two thieves, right, that we are, um, the two thieves that we are, what is it called? Jesus at the cross. 
and the one at the, at the other side of Christ that repented and said, oh, I believe, I believe you're the son of God. And Jesus said, you see, today you're going to be with me in paradise. I want to ask a question. Was it ever recorded that that um, baptized? No, it was not. It was not recorded. But I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to say it was not recorded. But then, here's the question. We see, you see, this is actually a very, but we see in scripture where the apostle, in fact, we see an apostle, one of the apostles, Philip, baptized with water in the New Testament. That is starting to act of the apostle. See, Philip baptized the eunuch. But here, here, here is my... Um, here is my take on that, actually. I think that should be Act of the Apostles chapter... That should be in Act of the Apostles chapter... If I'm not wrong... Act of the Apostles chapter 8, right? Act of the Apostles chapter 8, we see uh, Philip baptized. Philip baptized the um, Ethiopian eunuch, right? This is my take on that. I believe that the reason why Philip baptized uh, the Utopian was to further um, explain salvation. Now, follow me. Because we see from Scripture we, that this Utopian, after um, Philip's explanation of the Scripture, that he did not understand. Okay, then let me read for you. Um, after the apostle chapter 8, reading from verses 36, right? So he said, as they rode along, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the, he ordered the cartridge to be stopped. And they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. Now, look at it here. I believe that the baptism was baptism here was used to further explain his reality, like his reality after believing in Christ Jesus. Now, this is not to say that the denominations that um, baptize or people that still baptize, right, or people that still go through baptism, is they're wrong. I'm not saying that. I mean, you can carry on with your baptism. But what I'm saying is, baptism is not a requirement of salvation. Now, let me, let me, let me give um, Paul's perspective. Let us go to Romans chapter 6. Right? I want us to go to Romans chapter 6. Um, I think, I, I hope my Romans chapter 6 is available. Because I think it, it got torn while I was preaching. Oh, it got torn when I was preaching. Please, if you're with your Bible, please, can you read Romans chapter 6 for me? Romans chapter 6 from verse 3. Okay. Romans chapter 6. Yeah. Um, or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death mm-hmm. in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have okay, been united with him like this. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, this is what this is what I'm trying to bring out here. See, there is a revelation. <laughs> There's a revelation in baptism. Like, like I said, baptism here is a shadow of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Are you listening to me? Now, Paul explained um, this revelation, right, this revelation or this typology in Romans chapter 6, where he said that we have been baptized into his death. Please, can you read that again? Can you read that again for me, please? Read it again. Let me, open, let me bring up my KJV. Bring, bring, read that again for me, Tommy. 
we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death mm-hmm. in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory yeah. of the Father, we too may live a new life. Yes. So, we are baptized into Christ Jesus, into his death, burial, and resurrection. That's what it is. And this is what it is when I just, if I preach to a Muslim, right, on the way, if I preach to a Muslim on the way, and the Muslim tells me, I believe in Jesus, I believe he died for me. See, I don't need water. All I just need is to ask him, okay, you believe you are saved. Now you hope you have the Holy Spirit because that is the reality. Now, if the Muslim tells me, um, okay, if, if I ask the Muslim, okay, um, do you speak in tongues? The Muslim says no. I say, okay, let me pray for you. You're going to speak in tongues right now. The Muslim will see, these, these are realities that the apostles walked in. They walked in these realities in scripture. So walked in these realities, and today we walk in these realities because we see men are saved, and a man that has the Holy Ghost saved because that is the baptism to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. When, whenever a man is, whenever a man believes in Christ, he has the Holy Spirit. Now, he has the Holy Spirit. Whenever a man believes in Christ, he has the Holy Spirit. And this is the Holy Spirit that has baptized us into his death, burial, and resurrection. Oh my God, I still have a lot to say. I think I'll, I'll, I'll say this next week. But please, I want to hear your questions. Please, anybody has any questions, I would like to answer them. Um, I'm so sure you have questions in your head. Please ask me. I would like to answer them. Um, hello. Please, if you're here for the first time, my name is Emeka. Right? I am the lead facilitator of this platform. Uh, we do Bible studies every week. Please, I would like to hear your questions. Michael, I know you have a question. Um, Gideon, I know you have a question. Adepola, this is the first time I'm seeing you. You probably have a question. Rumi, you probably have a question. Experience, Moses, you probably have a question. Please, can you ask me your questions, please? Okay, hi, Michael. Yeah, you're seeing. Yeah, I said I can get back to you. Okay, you you want to get back to me, right? Okay, awesome, 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 awesome. Does anybody want to get back to me or you have a question right here for me? Anybody wants to get back to me or have a question for me right here? Yeah, I also get back to you. What do you want to get back to me on, right? Is is this, is this something I'm confused or you want me to explain better? Uh, explained better. What, what exactly? Um, I I I don't know if it was mentioned. There was as um, there was a point in which um, I think Paul was saying that he, I thank God that he didn't baptize anyone, save mm-hmm. for certain elders in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll, I I I don't know if you mentioned because I can't, I joined in late, but then I I remember that Bible passage. But then the thing yeah. is, I was going to ask why why you mentioned that because I because it it seems it seems like Paul was trying to start an aversion to baptism. Like, okay, it's not necessary for you. It's not like it ought, is of utmost importance for you to be baptized now. Mm-hmm. Just except for but then if that be the case, why is it still so? Why is it still so pronounced in the body of Christ in general? No, I mean I understand that it's not. It's not. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not a bad thing, right? Bad thing, but then why it's not a bad so thing. Prominence, yes, because it's it's so pronounced because um, I believe a lot of people do not understand its significance. A lot of people still believe that it is a requirement to salvation. Because let, let me explain. I grew up in a church. I grew up in a church, a Protestant church, by the way, where they said they said that. For you to be saved, right, you have to you have to go through what they call what they call a three months catechism class. This is not the Catholic Church, by the way, right? You have to go through 
a three-month catechism class, and at the third month, you'll be baptized. That is when you're saved. So the question is, why is it taking three months for me to be saved? When is <laughs> oh my god, I make I don't see I don't see So when it is when it is in scripture, we don't see this. In scripture, the only requirement for salvation is belief. Right? So when we look at these things, right, baptism was only a tool to buttress the point of our realities in Christ. Do you understand? I mean, there's a lot. To, there's a lot to unpack here. Sean. I'm. I'm going to do a a, a calm, like commentary. We lost a lot of time because of the network. But then I need. I need. I need. I need questions, please. Okay. Okay. Nobody has a question. Nobody has a question. So, um, whenever you have a question, right? Probably you you go back to listen to this and you have a question. Please write it down. If you come back to the group this community here and you just write it hey Mecca, i have a question this is the question this is the question i would answer you probably even before the um bible study next week but they also want to remind us that we pray every day by nine and the reason why we pray every day by nine nine to nine thirty is because hey we need to be consistent in prayers right the, our devotion is important and here's the thing jesus says that a man does not pray, will faint. Like men ought always to pray and not faint. That means the opposite of a prayerful man is not a prayerless man. The opposite is a man that faints. So please, uh, if you need your prayer life, if you know your prayer life is not where it's meant to be, right? It's advisable you join us here 9 to 9.30. I will be praying every day. Praying every day, we pray every day, nine to nine, just thirty minutes, so that you you make sure that you you are you are at least praying thirty minutes a day. Have a wonderful day, guys, and thank you so much for coming. I love you. Do not forget that Jesus loves you more. God bless you, and I hope that this actually helps you. This actually helps you um, going forward, right? Have a wonderful day and good night. <laughs>